This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people are going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 322 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It's me, Aubrey. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, and then we're going to jump into our review of the newest movie on Netflix, Vampires versus the Bronx. Before we get into that, how's everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I am good. I am good. I listened to your advice, your recommendation last week to watch uh, Great American Barbecue. On Netflix or whatever it's called. And uh, yeah, I watched almost every episode <laughs> and then felt this strong desire to drive an hour to get barbecue yesterday. So uh, it was the, I did and it was delicious and it's all your fault. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it was good. Excellent. Aubrey, how are you? Living a dream. All right. Good. <laughs> good to hear. And I have much else to report. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I got nothing exciting going on, just working and sleeping. Um, yeah, yesterday I, I watched uh, the movie for today, and I watched this week's episode of The Boys. Boys? Mm. And then I uh, went to bed. It was like 1130, and I slept until probably like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> the next day. And I've just been up doing errands all day today. But now I'm ready to rock and roll with you guys. So enough about us. Marcellus, let's talk about us. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find a link to our new store. We have a Tee Public store that has t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, uh, blank books that you can, blank journals you can write in, all kinds of good stuff. So our Tee Public, Public store is located right on the website also. Uh, if you want to support the show a different way, you can do your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on that same website. Click on a big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, Amazon Music. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and get bonus content from everyone here in the show. Uh, shout out to all of our fellow podcasters in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Back to you, Joey.
think you could just hate me just to get a laugh out of yourself. Think about it. All right. Well, here we have some news to talk about, Marcellus. So let's hear it. Let's hear what you got. Drop the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, there was two things that kind of made me question if it was real or not. A couple of news items that broke, and I was like, this is fake. And then a few minutes later, I did a little more investigating, and it turns out these ridiculous things were both real. The first one being that Barry Jenkins, Academy Award-winning director Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, and If Bill Street Could Talk, uh, has his next movie online, and it is going to be a sequel to the quote-unquote live-action Lion King movie. I, first off, who wanted a sequel to Lion King? Like, I understand that it made a lot of money, but I'm pretty sure we can all agree that it wasn't that good. Second of all, why is Academy Award-winning director... Barry Jenkins doing a Lion King movie. It makes no sense, but this is a true story. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of there being another Lion King movie uh, from someone of this pedigree? Uh, Let's start with Aubrey. Um, I don't want it. I didn't like the first live action one. I'm not going to like this one. It's so strange. There was a there was like animated sequels, though, right? Didn't they make like a Lion King 2 like cartoon? Yeah, they had a Lion King 2 where, like, Simba has a daughter. Okay. Um, And then they did, like, a Lion, Lion King one and a half where it was, like, the story of Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if there was a Lion King 3. I'm sure there was. But, yeah, I, I don't really want this to happen. I think that the first live-action one was trash. Yeah, yeah, the billion dollars in a bank says otherwise, according according to Disney. Um, I don't know why people oh, like it. You don't know why people like it? Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about Lion King 2 coming from Academy Award winning director Barry Jenkins? Well, hey, you know what? Barry Jenkins cashed that check. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't care like at all. I don't like The Lion King. I never even saw any of the sequels. <laughs> Mm-hmm. or the live action one so like to me this is completely indifferent like i don't care at all this is like somebody getting excited about news from like soccer or something i don't care about like i just it, it means nothing to me <laughs> i don't like the lion king at all janine saw the live action one and said it was really stupid and boring so that's the closest i have to a review from someone i know so. wow i'm sorry i have nothing to add to this conversation <laughs> i just hate the lion king <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine that's fine um I, again moonlight is incredible bill street is even more incredible in my opinion i if barry jenkins wants to make lion king you know that's cool i guess it's just it's just odd this is the really odd thing it's like if uh you know damien chazelle who made like la la land and whiplash if all of a sudden he's doing corella deville part two like <laughs> who wanted that and why is he doing it but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Barry Jenkins, the world is yours. If you want to make a sequel to Lion King, go right ahead. 
So then the second piece of news that dropped this week that I'm like, there is no way that this is really happening. Like, this is a joke. This is a an Onion article that someone thought was real. But uh, no, it hasn't been debunked yet. Uh, Jamie Foxx is coming back to the Spider-Man franchise. He will be in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 starring Tom Holland, and he will be playing Electro. I guess uh, having a Spawn movie canceled on him gave him some time. He needed to scratch that comic book itch. So, uh, yeah, Jamie Foxx is returning to the Spider-Man franchise as Electro. What do you think of this, Joey? Uh, it's horrible. He is terrible in the Amazing Spider-Man poo. Like, I, I don't understand at all, like, what's happening. How is he Electro? Is he a different Electro? Is he the same Electro? Like, what? is happening is he going to be blue is there going to be dubstep playing like i don't like you spider-man like in the second movie like oh god it's awful like i don't i don't get it like i mean he's a good actor and everything and i've liked him in other things but just he was awful as electro i don't want him back i don't understand this news at all no one's come out to debunk it and even the actor himself has said it's true so it's kind of like what is this I, I don't know if they're going for some kind of like multiverse thing, like I can get it, but it's just there's a million other non MCU Spider-Man movie characters I'd rather see before blue dubstep Electro. So <laughs> I'm just I, I I'm the same boat as you. I thought it was a joke and now it's not a joke and it still feels like it's going to be a joke. So I, I don't know. Sony going to Sony, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I I was thinking it was MCU, but yeah, you're right. It is Sony. So uh yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do. Aubrey, you love Jamie Foxx in Spider-Man 2, right? You're you're excited for this, aren't you? No. No. I don't know whose idea this was, but I hope that they get fired because this was <laughs> the worst idea somebody has ever decided to have. This is I don't even know like what they were thinking when they decided to do this. What was going through somebody's head in order for them to be like, "You know what?" I have a fantastic idea. Let's bring back Electro and have Jamie Foxx be him. <laughs> like, wh- did they run out of characters or something that they have rights to? I don't understand. Bad idea. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Well, I'm thinking there is... They are probably playing around with the Spider-Verse. You know what I mean? Like, there is a, a verse, uh, you know, the 616 universe that we all know with Peter Parker and... Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy and all of that. And in that world, there is a Miles Morales that is not a kid that dresses up as a different Spider-Man. Like in a different universe, Miles Morales is a lot older and he has like a whole nother storyline. So it's possible that they're doing that. They're bringing that character as a different universe character. Same guy, but different universe. So, and you know, maybe they'll use that as an excuse to put him in the, the yellow and green electro suit. If he's in a yellow and green electro suit, I'm all in. Take my money now. I'll, I'll pay for that. Maybe it's a way to make a meta commentary by saying in this universe, the MCU, uh, Jamie Foxx electro doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there maybe Peter Parker will be watching a movie about Spider-Man and it will star Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx. Maybe that's it. We'll see. We'll see. Spider-Man 3 just got a lot more exciting and a lot more weird. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So then we got a couple of trailers. And believe it or not, they're not the same trailer. Even though it is going to sound like I'm repeating myself. (laughs) Uh, So 
There's a trailer for a movie that came out in the 90s called The Witches. And there's a remake coming soon on uh, HBO Max of The Witches. 1990s, uh, I guess, comedy. I've never seen this movie. I've heard of it because I, I heard of the director, but I've never saw this movie. It didn't really appeal to me at all in, in 1990. But uh, we're getting a remake with Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer and some more people uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, Back to the Future. So uh, automatically that's got my attention. But uh, yeah, what did you guys think of the trailer for The Witches 2020? Uh, let's go back to Joey. Um. It looks like a fun kids movie. Um, I read the book a million years ago. I think I might have been in second grade, maybe. I don't know. That was a long time ago. I'm sorry. But I definitely read the book when I was in elementary school, and I remember that. And uh, I never saw the first movie, the first movie version of it. So I don't know. Like Some people are like starting to hold that up as a classic now, like when you hear people talking about Hocus Pocus as some kind of classic. Um, but I've never, I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, this looks fun and interesting. And I remember liking the book like 36 years ago. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'll check it. I'll check it out. Yeah, nothing here jumped out and made me say no. Um, Robert Zemeckis being involved, obviously always perks up your ears, but God, is he, when was the last time he made a good movie? Um, uh, you know, it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. He did a movie with um, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard about like World War II spy mystery. And it was, actually, it wasn't a great movie, but he did a really good job in it. So that's the last time. It's the last movie that I remember going, yes, Zemeckis has got it still. Well, while you're talking to Aubrey about this, I'm going to go through his IMDb and look for it. <laughs> look for the last time he made a good movie. All right. Aubrey, uh, the Witches movie was probably right around your... Uh, your lane. Do you remember seeing that I, movie? I feel like I have seen it, but I don't remember it. Like I was just reading the synopsis and then or the synopsis and the the plot and everything, and I vaguely remember it, but it wasn't like something that I probably watched on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really attest to that. I mean, then the new trailer looks okay. Because I don't have the nostalgia for it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why I just don't care too much about it. Okay. All right. Yeah, for some reason, I was thinking it was the Witches of Eastwick. And I'm like, who's going to be Jack Nicholson? Where's Jack Nicholson in this in this trailer? There's no Jack Nicholson. So, uh, yeah, different different set of witches. Yeah, I even remember reading the book, but I don't remember what even happened in the book. All right. Well, it's coming out uh, in October, obviously, for uh, Halloween. It's going to be on HBO Max. So uh, some of us will have access to it and some of us won't. But uh, The Witches, coming soon. Joey, how's your Robert Zemeckis deep dive going? Um, I will say that, if, in my opinion, the last good movie he made was probably... See, he did uh, What Lies Beneath, and I don't love that movie, <laughs> but it was okay. And I, I would say Contact was probably the last good oh movie God. he made. What about Beowulf? Beowulf. That movie sucked balls. <laughs> All right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, he made the Back to the Future trilogy, Romancing the Stone, and Death Becomes Her, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants for the rest of his career. But you know, I'm just saying it's been a while. I was two years out of high school the last time he put out a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has not been doing well lately, so hopefully this will be a nice comeback for him. I know the last movie he did was that Steve Carell, like Welcome to 
Merman or something name of it that uh, just got bashed by the critics. Uh, I didn't see it, but man, he got Robert Zemeckis got the shit kicked out of him for that movie. You may have given it a three had you seen it. <laughs> no bloodshot. <laughs> you could have been the deciding factor on whether that was a 68% or a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now I have to watch it now. I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it a four just out of spite. <laughs> okay. All right. So speaking of remaking movies from the 90s starring witches, uh, we have another remake coming out. This one, I'm sorry, not a remake. This one is actually a sequel based on a trailer. A sequel to The Craft, uh, 1996 The Craft. The sequel is called The Craft Legacy. Uh, and it's again about um, four witches uh, in high school doing witch stuff. I don't know. I've never seen the first one, believe it or not. So uh, the trailer looked cool. It's from Blumhouse. Blumhouse is getting getting their hands on some, uh, some remake properties, which I think is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, The Craft Legacy. What did you guys think of the trailer for this one? Let's go back to Aubrey. Again, I feel like I've seen this, the first one, and I don't remember it. Um, I'm sure I've, I've had to have seen it. So I'm really kind of over, like, high school movies. Yeah. It's more like, been there, done that. You know, Sabrina's on, Riverdale's on. I don't really need a spooky, scary teen drama thing um got plenty of that so i don't really care all right all right joey what about you you must have been a fan of the original craft movie oh yeah oh yeah i saw that in the movie theater and actually when i saw it in the i saw it in the movie theater with jen um when we were dating before we you know got married um when the hell did that come out uh, 1996 so yeah we would have been only dating for like a year at that time um I remember the movie broke halfway through the movie <laughs> and everybody, it was opening weekend when we went to see it and like everybody, the theater was packed and people started like screaming and yelling and throwing shit and they gave everybody free popcorn and sodas so if we would stay and wait and calm down. <laughs> Jeez. So I got, we got free popcorn and soda out of it, but yeah, I liked, I remember liking the movie. I don't think I've watched it and probably like since I went to see it. <laughs> Um, 24 years ago, but I remember liking it. And of course it had, uh, Feruza Balk at the absolute peak of her hotness. So it was always definitely on my radar when it came out, but, um, I don't know. This looks like a pretty generic, uh, horror slash teenager movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I want to watch it just because of its pedigree for being, the finally we're getting the remake slash sequel to the craft we've been waiting for all these years but it, it's always strange to me what comes back around into pop culture with nostalgia because now we're in 90s nostalgia right now so something like the craft that no one's even like talked about probably for 10 years all of a sudden is like poof like this big thing that all of a sudden people on online are like i love that movie oh it's such a classic i love that movie oh and you're like what nobody even talked about that movie when it came out <laughs> What are you talking about? But yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to watch it, so <laughs> I don't really have a choice. Aubrey, got, I got something to tell you about the craft legacy. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Because <laughs> we're watching it on the show. Sorry. I'm going to have to watch the first one because I know that uh, my one of my super crushes of all time, Rachel True, is in it. 
and the fact that I haven't seen it is it's a little it's a little concerning for me. I was gonna go to a horror f- convention just because she was there. Couldn't care less about anything else at that convention, but she was there. I was gonna go see her. So uh, yeah, I should probably put the original 1996 craft in my uh, in my library. This is as uh, check that off as one that I've seen. You just made the list. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's 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 cool to see David Duchovny back for some reason. He he's gonna be in it, and uh, Michelle Monaghan, who uh, I also love, she's gonna be in it too. So yeah, the craft legacy uh, that's also coming out in October. All right, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we'll have our review of Vampires versus the Bronx. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight, tonight, like every night, we bring <laughs> you questionable movies and pass the lessons that we've learned on to you, as well as we go over some great beer and funny third thing. Yes, we're excellent beer reviewers, and as BJCP certified beer judges, we sort of know what we're talking about in regards to that. The movies? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about uh, odd movies, and uh, is he talking about BJing? Woo! Uh, listen to us at eilfm.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies.podbean.com. Hey, honey, are you ready to pop that top? <sniffs> Woo! My top! And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch this movie on Netflix, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Aubrey, what is this movie about? A group of young friends from the Bronx fight to save their neighborhood from gentrification and vampires. All right. And this just dropped on Netflix in the last couple days. I had no idea it even existed until I randomly saw a trailer for it. Someone posted online and I said, wow, that looks... Like, it's right up our alley, so we got to check it out. So we all had a chance to watch it, and let's start with non-spoiler impressions first. Aubrey, what did you think of Vampires vs. the Bronx? This is uh, not my type of movie. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) What? So boring. What? What? No. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I was so bored. Joey, Joey sees the trailer and he's like, oh, this is perfect for us. Aubrey, what do you think? Nope, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, uh, Mark Ellis. Yeah, I did not watch a trailer for this. I heard of it, but I didn't see anything about it leading up to it. So I was watching this like with a com- complete blank slate. And as it started to like unfold and show what it was, I was like, oh, this this could be pretty cool. And it was actually enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It's not perfect. A couple of things I would change, but for the most part, this is fun. I thought I had a lot of fun watching this movie. All right. Wow, we've got two very differing opinions. So I guess I'm going to have to come in and tell you guys that I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was right up my alley. It was uh, just what I was looking for, finally, to watch a movie that I liked. It didn't have to be like, well, uh, like every movie we've watched for the last six weeks. Um, yeah, I absolutely fucking loved it. So, um, again, to echo Markellis, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Let's not get it twisted. But, man, did I enjoy myself and have fun watching it. So, um, I don't know. You guys got any non-spoiler things you want to say? Um, again, it's just it's not my type of movie. I'm sure it's fantastic for people that like this kind of, like, 
kitschy type of movie. Like it, it's a very specific type of movie. And I'm sure it's fantastic for people that enjoy that, but it's just not something that keeps my attention. All right. Uh, okay. I, I would say that it is, it kind of reminded me of like a modern day stranger things. It's all of the stuff that stranger things is inspired by. They try to kind of put in this movie with a little bit more comedy. So it's, it's that type of movie. It's that type of story. And uh, yeah, it's PG 13, lots of shit saying uh only one f-bomb but uh yeah i think it's a good movie for even for somewhat younger kids and surprisingly i, I think it might be less violent than enola holmes <laughs> you, you know it's funny that you said that mark because after i finished watching it i was like you know what i was gonna watch it with janine but she was busy and then colin was asleep by the time i got to sit down and watch it and i was like man you know i think both of the kids would have liked this but like even if colin was younger i wouldn't have had much issue showing him this i think the I, I, after watching it, I was sitting there like there was like no violence in this movie. <laughs> Obviously, there's violence because there's vampires getting stabbed mm-hmm. and things, but like it wasn't violent, violent. Yep. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like Monster Squad from like 1986. Was that 86? When the fuck did that come out? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. 86. Uh, I'm sure I've, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm going to get roasted for it. But uh, Monster Squad from when I was like very young was felt like 10 times scarier and 10 times more violent than this movie. Oh, 87. Monster Squad, 87. Oh, I was off by a year. There you go. So 87. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess, you know, different time, different type of movie. But man, this was it felt bloodless and uh, not as, quote unquote, scary, violent as I thought it would be. So mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, let's just jump into spoilers then. Markel, let's play the sound drop. If you haven't seen the movie, go check it out and come back. Otherwise, we're about to spoil Vampires versus the Bronx. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. So, Aubrey, we're going to put you on the spot. Now, we know this isn't your type of movie. You didn't really enjoy it very much. But mm-hmm. was there anything you could find that you liked in this movie? Um, I mean, it, I didn't hate it. So I suppose that's a plus. I kind of like, you know, the idea behind it. The um, the cast wasn't bad. Like, the, the acting wasn't awful. They all did a really good job in their roles. Uh, it didn't seem like any of them were sleepwalking through their, their, um, their roles either. So, I mean, that was good. They all seemed really dedicated to the part. Especially the vampires, as stupid as they looked. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that was that was good. I like how they kind of show that aspect of the Bronx because um, I think that people don't really think about the Bronx, which is you know kind of what they were trying to say in the movie. So I don't know. I didn't hate it. That's my positive. All right, <laughs> Mark Ellis. How about you? We're going to put that on a poster, Aubrey. So it was a podcast. I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, I, you know, okay. So yeah, the movie started and I'm like, oh my God, this chick looks a lot like Zoe Saldana. She kind of sounds like Zoe Saldana. Holy shit. Zoe Saldana's in this movie. Oh, I am ready. I am. All, oh, she's gone. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. They only got Netflix money. They don't have like, <laughs> like Disney or something. <laughs> yeah. So so I was glad to see her. Uh, I was glad when the credits started rolling, I saw that Miro was in this movie from Jesus and Miro. I thought he was going to be just like make a cameo, but he was actually in the movie a lot. 
and he was really good. I really liked him in the movie as the uh, the uh, bodega owner. I thought he was awesome. And it start and right around. I don't know, probably about 10 minutes into the movie, I'm like, holy shit, this is Monster Squad. They're like trying to re- kind of do a Monster Squad. So that being one of my favorite movies, I'm like, I'm in, I'm all in. There was a nice little shout out to Salem's Lot. Uh, but when I was a little kid, like probably before you even born, Joey, there was a huge TV movie about Salem's Lot. It's like a two hour, not two hour, like a two night miniseries event. I've seen it. About vampires. Did you watch it? That. I didn't watch it when I was a kid. I watched it later on in life when I was bored and renting random horror movies all the time. That was a huge event. That was a huge television event. And that scared the shit out of me. Uh, But yeah, I think as a movie that's trying to do, is trying to blend that kind of uh, Goonies, Monster Squad, uh, Stranger Things, like young guys on an adventure to fight uh, supernatural beings, I think they did a really good job letting you kind of see the world through the character's eyes uh, and giving you different perspectives all around. I love the girl with the, uh, with the um, cell phone that's doing like the updates throughout the street. Cause in, in the seventies, that would have been a DJ, you know what I mean? Like in the eighties, that would have been a DJ. So I thought it was really cool to have that character kind of represented as someone who's like saying what's going on in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the whole setup of this movie. Loved all the characters. I liked the vampires I like the look mm-hmm. of the vampires. They were kind of old school Buffy TV show vampire look. Uh, and they kind of follow those same rules too. So, um, yeah, like all the traditional stuff that they uh, were able to put in, I really enjoyed. All right. Well, um, you know, I echo a lot of what Mark said. I love Monster Squad is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So aping one of my top 10 movies of all time is not ever going to be a bad thing to me. Um it was great. I really enjoyed all the kids, the actors that played the kids. They had great camaraderie and they were funny. Uh, the movie itself was hilarious at times and at times it was uh, it was not scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there really was a time that was ultra scary, which I was a little taking it back. I was expecting it to be a little scarier, which is I don't I don't know. So it just kind of takes me into a thing like, who is this movie for? You know what I mean? Because obviously I loved it. But I don't really think it's for people our age so much. But then I don't really see it being marketed to younger kids. So uh, I don't know. I don't know who this movie is for. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, the vampires, you're right, Mark. Very Buffy-like. Um, the blonde girl that was the head vampire was smoking hot. So that was uh, that was good. <laughs> Did you know she was the head vampire? Like um, in the beginning? I started to think there was something up with her. But I wasn't sure. But yeah, Right probably around the time it was revealed in the movie was when I started to figure out like she was just acting a little weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pick up on that at all. I thought she was going to be like the girl from uh, Attack the Block, just like the kind of girl that shouldn't be there, but is there. You know what I mean? Well, we need some white people in the movie, Mark, because <laughs> representation matters. You know? Aubrey, did you know she was the could, could you figure out she was the head vampire? No, I didn't. Did you care? Not really. <laughs> I, I maybe if I did care, I would have been more invested and I would have like picked up on it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care. I liked uh, that Method Man was in this movie. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I just it, it hit a lot of tropes and things that I just like, which like we've kind of hit on Monster Squad, Stranger Things, kind of like little younger kids versus uh, monsters type of thing. Um, I liked the holy water boiling. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, um, 
a detection agent for the vampires. I thought that was great. Um, I really thought one of their moms was going to get killed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, like I I kept waiting for the movie to take like a darker turn at some point and really up the stakes, but it it never did, which is fine if it's going to be a movie for younger kids. Um, That's that's fine. And we've always bemoaned on this show, like younger kids not having these type of movies anymore. So I'm not going to like shit on it too much for that. But man, I was really waiting for something to up the stakes, up the stakes a little bit more. So I was I thought maybe one of their moms would get killed or something. I know the bodega owner got killed, but still, I thought maybe one of their parents would get killed, but they did not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I love just about everything about the movie, but there are always going to be things we don't like. Aubrey, <laughs> take it away. It just was just one of those types of movies that's not it's a comedy horror movie. And it, those are just two things I don't like. So it has that with, I wish I could think of a really good example of this type of movie, but it's not (laughs) my type of movie. If I'm looking on Netflix for a movie to watch, this would be the entire section that I would ignore because I guarantee there's not one movie in this section that I would enjoy. It's just a very niche type of movie. And it is, I am not the target audience. It is boring for me. Oh, that's. I want to be this person that likes <laughs> these types of movies. Because they're always like the really cool, dark, uh, sarcastic kids in movies <laughs> that like these movies. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, um, in Mean Girls, it's like the black haired girl and the gay dude. Those two. They would like these types of movies. Aubrey does not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Marcellus, what about you? What about some things you didn't like in the movie? I, it's not stuff that I didn't like. It's just like little nitpicky things. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have liked the – so it's the story is these three guys that are running around, these three boys. And it gets revealed in the third act that this one girl that the main star is kind of crushing on, she actually knows about vampires. Like – and the whole neighborhood doesn't believe him, but she does. And I was kind of waiting for her to be like that Rudy from the Monster Squad character. Like I wanted her to be like the Buffy, the kind of just like kind of kick ass and do some cool shit because she's she understands this world and understands like what's going on with them. And uh, she never did. She like showed up. She went on like a little trip with him and then she disappeared <laughs> to go get the rest of the neighborhood. She pulled like a, a Lando Calrissian in uh, episode nine. Like she just disappeared and got to got to Calvary. But I, was, I wanted her to do some cool shit. And I wanted to, I thought it would have been cool if the three boys and a girl, if they all kind of teamed up to take down the one last vampire instead of them, you know, one one of them getting caught and almost dying. It would have been cool if like one kid did one thing, another kid did something else, the other two kids did something else, and that's what defeated that final vampire. Like a little bit of teamwork. I thought that something like that I thought would have worked really well, but you know, that's Monday morning quarterbacking. If I made a kids movie of them fighting vampires, like what the fuck do I know? But uh, I think if that ending would have happened, I think that would have elevated this movie a little bit more. Okay. Um, You know, I will pretty much echo what you said, Mark. Like it's weird to say this because it feels like the movie moves at a really fast clip, but I felt like it needed. I'm sorry, Aubrey, but I felt like it needed another 15 to 20 minutes. (laughs) to really establish mood and really establish maybe a little bit more about the kids characters, but especially the uh, girl that joins them later on. 
for a couple, I don't know, I want to say 15 minutes of the movie. Um, I, I would have enjoyed her being part of the gang more and seeing more of it. Give her something to do other than like Mark said, she's there. They don't do anything really dangerous. And then she leaves. Um, so either don't have her in the movie or invest more time into her. Is it just, it was seemed weird. It was a weird thing. I would forgotten the part you like um, section. I love that they watch blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after they watch blade, when the vampires die, they die exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little, little touches that were nice, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I really just wanted the movie to be a little bit longer, you know, 15 to 20 minutes more of this movie of, of mood setting and kind of just rework working the plot a tiny bit um, just to get a little more stakes. Ha ha ha. And, uh, you know, maybe give some more character development to the girl and a couple, a little bit more of the other characters would have been nice. It would have been nice. Um, it's kind of, it almost feels like, again, I hate to compare it again to a masterpiece, but you know, if you, if you take monster squad, but you remove all the scenes where they're hanging out in the clubhouse, you're kind of missing something. <laughs> no, no, I think there was, there was plenty of scenes of them like hanging out in a bodega. Um, yeah. but not all of them together. Maybe this, if you you know, took out the scenes of like Dracula planning or something. I don't, I don't know what it was missing, but there was. It felt like there was fifteen to twenty minutes of this movie that was chopped out that yep. needed to get put back in, even if it was just the vampires killing more people or seeing kind of more of what their machinations were, or just just to up the stakes a little bit more. Um, like I said, for a vampire movie, <laughs> the movie is, is I want to say almost completely bloodless. I don't remember any blood in this entire movie. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe just up the stakes a little bit more. Uh, but again, it's nitpicky stuff. Now, did either of you guys watch this with subtitles on? No. Yes. Wait, did I did. I did in the beginning. Okay. Actually. I have to watch everything with subtitles on because usually you have to watch this stuff while people are sleeping. So it's got to be quieter than it should be. Um but at the end of the movie, they're having a block party. Everybody's celebrating killing vampires. And um, what band are they listening to, Mark Ellis? <laughs> they, for some reason, in the year 2020, they are listening to Kid Creo and a Coconuts. Now, <laughs> Aubrey, where have we heard that band from before? The Forbidden Dance. <laughs> <laughs> See, hashtag it's all connected. Not only does Kid Creole and the Coconuts save the rainforest, but then they stop <laughs> vampires and gentrification. So shit is good for those guys. Shit is real good. But yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say negative wise about the movie. Uh, just some nitpicky stuff. And uh, let's get it a score out of five with zero being the worst and five being the best. Aubrey, what do you got for vampires versus the Bronx? I'm going to give it a uh, 1.5. Whoa. I didn't hate it, but it's just not it's not my type of movie at all. Yikes. All right. Maybe I don't know you as well as I thought I did. <laughs> Mark Kellis, so, how about you? It's only been six and a half years of doing this show. Who are you, Aubrey? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to give it a three and a half. I want to give it a four, but uh, yeah, like we were saying before, there's it feels like the plot could have used a little bit more massaging or a little bit a little bit more space. It could have been developed just a tiny bit more and then that would have gave it a four if those kids had like teamed up and fought and fought the last vampire it definitely would have gotten a four but i'm going to give it a, a 3.5 out of five and i will say that when the when the uh, bodega owner got killed that that kind of broke my heart that I, that affected me a little bit because uh i like that character all right well 
I I'm gonna say I love the movie. Um, it's not perfect. It's not fucking Citizen Kane. It's not uh, you know Monster Squad by any stretch of the imagination. But it's in that wheelhouse. I unlike Aubrey, I do enjoy horror comedy. So <laughs> did have some laughs. The main vampire uh, was hot. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a four out of five. You know, I really enjoyed myself. I might. Maybe in a few months I'll think about it more and adjust that down. But for right now, I'm going four out of five. You know, I, I had fun with the movie. I enjoyed it. It could even sneak into my top five of the year. What? Wow. Ah. Goodness. A, well, I mean, Aubrey, what else we got? Sound <laughs> bad dog. <I> mean, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it won't be Capone, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it. Vampires versus the Bronx streaming right now on netflix check it out let us know what you think so let's wrap it up before we tap it up let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there aubrey what do you got um recommend i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> sleeping rest yeah everybody get some sleep all right tough, tough time out there <laughs> how about you Marcellus? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend a another show on Netflix. It was a podcast that uh, just got turned into a show. It's called Song Exploder, uh, and it's about uh, kind of the journey of songwriters. Um, each episode, the host will sit down with uh, with a band or a singer, and they'll pick a song, and you know they'll go through the construction of that song. Uh, and like I said, it, it was a podcast. It still is a podcast that you can listen to, uh, but now it's been moved to a Netflix show. And the first four episodes, it has uh, Alicia Keys, uh, R.E.M. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember the other two. I want to say Ty Dollar Sign and someone else. Uh, I'm a moron. I can't remember now. But uh, I watched all four episodes, and they were really good. The Alicia Keys one, I didn't think I was going to like at all. Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's, that's the last one. Jesus. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like the Alicia Keys one at all, and it turned out to be one of the best ones. So, uh, yeah, if you're like me and you're interested in the the process of creativity and someone trying to build something up, starting with a blank page and trying to create something, uh, check out Song Exploder on Netflix. It's only four episodes. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, now available on Amazon Music. And just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Podcast. You'll find hours of exclusive free content on there. Adam's been pumping out interviews and trailer reactions, and he's just dropped a new video where he's still working his way through the American Film Institute Top 100 movies, reviewing each one as he goes. So check those all out. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so is our podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes. Last month, it was the only place to hear our reviews of things like Class Action Park. And Get Duped from Amazon Prime. So check that out. Exclusive episodes there. Of course, our T Public page, as Markellis mentioned earlier, you can support the show monetarily through that and get cool merchandise like T-shirts, masks, coffee mugs. That link is right on our website. If you go there and scroll down, it's on the right-hand side of the page. Click through and buy some stuff. 
I think that's everything. I will suggest today as we record this is the 25th anniversary of the greatest anime ever made, Neon Genesis Evangelion. And it is one of my favorite shows of all time. Top five TV show of all time. I only watched it in the last year, so you can imagine I missed out on 24 years of the show. Uh, But it's on Netflix now, so it's very easy to obtain. Check it out if you have an inkling. Um, It's a show about crushing depression and loneliness that tricks you into watching it with giant robots fighting monsters. So highest possible recommendation for me. Hope you'll check it out. Next week on the show, we're going to be talking all about The Boys Season 2 as it wraps up coming up soon. So if you haven't caught up on that, catch up right away because it's awesome. And that's going to do it for episode number 322 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Yeah, I want to second Joy's recommendation and say that uh, anime belongs in the trash. Uh, everybody has a have a great week <laughs> and Wakanda forever. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for the boys. Mm. Season two. Good journey. <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.